Good morning, good morning. Welcome again to our service. Um, I'll be continuing our sermon series that we've entitled Rhythms. We've been looking at the spiritual practices that we believe are essential for our lives our relationship with God. And we, we want, again, show you how these tools uh, are a way for us to respond to God's invitation to this beautiful life with him. Last week, um, Richard talked about scripture. Today, I'll be looking at prayer. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to look, Luke chapter 11, um, verse 1 to 4. I'll be reading for us. One day, Jesus was praying at a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. That's the reading of the word. You know, when it comes to prayer, there's often this misconception that we tend to have about it. We often tend to think that it, it, prayer is a way for us to appease God. Um, we pray so that God is happy with us. We pray in order to do, uh, 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 kind of earn our way to God. Or we think of prayer as a, this transactional relationship. We pray to God in order for him to give us what we want, what we need. We appease God. We come, we have this transactional relationship where we do for him what he wants us to do, which is, you know, read the Bible, pray, and therefore he can now do for us what we want him to do. But that cannot be far from the truth because prayer really is just simply a conversation. It is the tender act of fostering relationship, a relationship with God. We all know that uh, communication is essential for relationships to thrive and to succeed. We know that in order for um, spouses to have a good marriage, communication is essential. It is um, one of the most important things you need for that relationship to succeed or for any relationship to succeed. And prayer really is just that communication between us and God, between human, humanity and the divine, between the, uh, his creation and the creator. And in our text, we see the disciples are curious about the way Jesus prayed. And they came to him asking him, Lord, teach us how to pray. You would think they already know how, knew how to pray because, you know, these were religious men from, uh, uh, with, from Jewish background. But there was, there, there was something that intrigued them and fascinated them about the way Jesus prayed, the way he uh, went away to a certain place to, in solitude to pray. And so they wanted to learn from him. And so Jesus introduces to them the prayers, the prayer of prayers. He introduces to them the Lord's prayer. And from this prayer, I want us to learn 
these three things, three things that are important and essential for our prayer life. And these three things are that our prayer um, starts with praise. Our prayer ought to be precise and prayer requires practice. So those three things, we praise God first, we are precise in our prayer, and we practice um, the life of prayer. First thing, praise. First thing we do as we praise, engage, is to center ourselves to God. And we do that in praise and adoration. This is probably one of the most important things we can do in prayer. Um, as we respond to God. This is the pattern Jesus lays out for us in the Lord's Prayer. And it's the starting with, Our Father, hallowed be your name. Right? This is the, the process. This is the, the for way for us to acknowledge uh, the Lordship of Christ, acknowledge um, his reverential status, and to give him the proper worth that he deserves. Oftentimes, so much of our prayers can lack this orientation because the idea of praise and adoration can seem strange or impractical. We see leaders who um, force and demand praise and, and, and adoration, and of course, it is disturbing. Right? We scoff at that because that's not what true leadership looks like. If someone demands um, praise and respect that they have not earned, then they do not deserve it. So I know sometimes for people, for God, especially if you're not a Christian, for God to demand worship can seem jarring because it seems like God is, appears egocentric or narcissistic. But that's not the case at all. Because for us to come to this place of worship, of praise, we see Christ reveal something about the Father. He reveals to us that, that the Father deserves the worship that we give him. Reveals to us that the Father is not this distant being who is not concerned about our condition. Through Christ, we witness the glory of God. We witness the, the, the beauty of God in Jesus as he comes in human form to inhabit our world. We see the humility of God, a God who is near us. Because of Christ, we see the Father who brought this world into existence, who made us for himself. He made us for himself. We were made by God for God. So this is not a God. A, God is not someone demanding worship and praise from, from us. Um, 
in this undeserved fashion. No, he, he, he's demanding praise from us because he deserves it. And when we get and capture this revelation that Christ has showed us about the Father, then we have no, um, no choice but to worship and to praise God. Think of it this way, maybe God demanding praise from us, God inviting us to praise is, is, is almost like parents asking their kids to eat their vegetables. Because they know, parents know, when you eat your vegetables, it is good for you, it's good for your body. You need the nutrients um, that veg vegetables give. This is their way, a way for parents to actually show love to their kids, even though kids might not at first believe that. So as we start with praise, as we start with adoration in our prayer, we are reorienting ourselves to God. We are fighting the tendency for us to be self-preoccupied with our own needs and our own petitions. And honestly, sometimes that's what our prayers look like. Our prayers and our lack of prayers points us, points to this self-preoccupation that we often have. Because we're concerned about our own selves, about our own needs. And the way we pray or our prayerlessness um, 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 disconnects us from God. And when we often pray in this self-preoccupied way, we miss the point of prayer, which is to encounter God. That's why when you look at the Psalms, a lot of it, it it's almost like sandwiched between um, praise and adoration. It starts with praise. It, it, in the middle, you might find the petitions and the needs and the, the wants, and at the end is praise and adoration again. Why? Because it sets, when we pray this way, it sets our mind on the ultimate thing. It's not our needs or desires that is the ultimate thing. It is encountering our Father, encountering our God, encountering the giver and not the gift. So we start with praise in order to orient ourselves to God, which is the point of prayer. And then in our prayer, we must learn to be precise. If you notice, the Lord's Prayer is just very straightforward, very clear, and to the point. When in prayer, especially if you pray in public or you're praying by yourself, there's this pressure to speak in flowery words, religious words, 
and Christian jargon. There's the pressure to be verbose. We, 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 we are often um, afraid of awkward silence in our prayer. You're not given room to even think about what you're saying. It feels like it has to be a certain way. But what we find in the Lord's Prayer is that it cuts, it just, it just cuts to the chase. And the Lord's Prayer frees us to be more specific, frees us to embrace the silence and embrace God's presence over the, the religious words that we often are used to saying in our prayers. frees us to embrace God and not trying to be impressive to him. Frees us to embrace who we are in his, in his presence over trying to be someone else. I know sometimes you might listen to the prayers that are crafted during our uh, prayer of confession and it's crafted well with beautiful words but don't be intimidated by that God is interested in you he's interested in you being present with him he's interested in you just being clear and 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 specific with him God is not asking you to be a theologian He's not asking you to be an artist or a poet. He's just asking you to come as you are, to bring who you are to the plate. Reminds me of the parable of the Pharisees, the tax collector, um, um, where Jesus talks about the parable. This is how the parable goes. It said there were two men who went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. See, he's using flowery language. He's trying to be impressive, trying to, um, to, to, to kind of earn his way to God. But the tax collector who's standing, who stood at a distance, the text says, he would not even look up to heaven, but beat his chest, his breast, and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Simple prayer. That's it. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I know there are times in my life when all I can pray at a moment is, God, help me. In moments when I felt sad or depressed or in despair, all I can say is, God, help me. Or if I was on my knees and I didn't even have words to say. And I was just, just, just present with God. 
And there was something beautiful about that, when we can just be with God. But even more than words can say, God is present with us and hearing our prayers. God is not interested in your righteousness. God is not interested in how good you are. But he wants us as we are in, in brokenness and in humility, in our shame, in our fears, in our sadness, in our despair, in our joy, in all, wherever we find ourselves, God is interested in who we are and that we just be present with him. So we can stop all the pretense. We can lay down all the facades and all the masks that we have to wear in front of everybody, in front of your coworkers, in front of your family members, in front of your uh, friends. God is asking that we lay them all down. Be present with him. He's accepting us. He's embracing us just as we are. And then lastly, we practice. We do it. Um, I know we, we've been in a season where, um, throughout, I mean, thank God we're coming out of the pandemic, but it's been a year when all of our rhythms have been misplaced, out of place. And I know one of the things that I've suffered um, because of this pandemic might be even these practices. Um, we were talking about this during, um, I forget if it was staff meeting or during our prayer time this week. And we're, you know, we were talking about how um, pre-pandemic, we would meet for prayer first seek on Wednesdays, 7 a.m. 7 a.m., I can't even believe that, so early. <laughs> and now we are meeting at 8 a.m. Um, but to imagine even going back to 7 a.m. seems like just unimaginable. But our, because our rhythms, again, has just been misplaced, out of place. But one of the reasons we're doing these, this, this sermon series, again, to reorient us to those practices that point us to God. So as we engage, I want to encourage you to engage Again, maybe you have not been praying. Maybe um, you've been in a season where prayer just seems so far away. But we engage, re-engage with God through prayer. And now I just want to show you a model of prayer that you could use for your own time of prayer in the morning again or in the evening. And this is adapted from Tim Keller's prayer, uh, a book called Prayer. Um, so first, it, it starts along, it's like five, five movements. The first way is just being silent before God. So just taking some time, 30 seconds to two minutes, to be silent. And here you're just trying to be aware of God's presence. Trying to calm your heart, your mind, um, calm your thoughts. Again, thoughts will be going all around, and it's fine. But you just, again, just being still before God. You're going to think about different things. Again, that's fine. But we, we stay still before God, trying to be aware of his presence. And then we move on to meditation. 
where we read a passage in the Bible. If you can read a chapter in the Bible, great. If it's just two verses in the Bible, that's great too. You can read from the Psalms, you can read from the Gospels. And you read it, and you're trying to be aware of what's God saying to you? What is, what from that passage are you learning about God? What truth is God revealing to you as you have just read that passage? And then you move on from that to a word prayer and you're praying based on what you've just learned, thanking God for who he is, what you just, the truth you just learned about who he is, and you're expressing that in prayer to him. And then you move to free prayer. And this is just a time where you get to um, share your needs and petitions, um, whatever is on your heart that you want to lay before God or whatever burdens you have and you want to lay before God. Use this time just to share it to God. Again, be precise, be specific. You don't have to be long. You don't have to be verbose. Just share whatever is on your mind and tell God. And then from there, you move on to contemplation, thinking about what just happened, about this time of prayer you had, and then thanking him. Um, thanking him for listening, for being aware, for being there with you. And um, yeah, you're just using this time to thank him, to praise him, and to adore him again. So this is a motto you can use. Again, from silence, to meditation, to word prayer, to free prayer, and then to contemplation. And you can use that as a model for your time of prayer in the morning or in the evening. Friends, I wanna encourage you to, to, to start that time of prayer. I know, again, maybe this year has been crazy, it's been hard, but we can re-engage again and have that life, that, that time that we can spend with God in prayer. God bless you.